So we are here with Peter Brown, uh, Masters Fitness Collective uh, competitor in the 45 to 49 year old division. Uh, his, Peter's path to get here is a little different than a lot of the athletes that have come. Um, I've heard rumors around the arena that you used to weigh over 400 pounds. Uh, no, not quite 400. I was actually at my heaviest. I was 275. Um, okay. But so about 100, uh, 100 pounds weight loss. Oh, 100 pounds weight loss. Nice. Uh, so so what, what did, was it that caused you to kind of get out of shape? And then what was the of you kind of recovering and getting back into uh, athletics? Um, so even though my weight was uh, a big struggle, um, something as a kid I wasn't, uh, I, was, I guess, chubby as a kid. Um, I didn't get really heavy, uh, 100 pounds overweight until uh, my mid-30s. Um, but my real struggle was drugs and alcohol. So I'm also 12 years clean and sober. Um, and it was... Going through the process of getting sober is what gave me the kind of the strength and the ability to, after struggling with relapse for uh, five years, uh, being introduced to recovery, uh, putting together a little bit of clean time and actually finding out for the first time that I actually could get clean and sober, um, that was by far the most difficult thing I'd ever done. Uh, that's what gave me the, the ability and like the courage and strength to be able to uh, kind of tackle the weight loss. So how long had you been using drugs and alcohol uh, up until that point? Uh, started uh, experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Um, uh, in high school, like most kids, but I, uh, first time I can remember, like it was yesterday, it was eight years old, the first time I ever drank some wine off the table at Thanksgiving and instantly hooked. Um, all that fear and anxiety I'd always felt um, just instantly washed away and like alcohol and any other uh, mind-altering substance, like instantly that was a solution for me um, and ultimately would come to abuse it. Did you do any athletics as a kid? Um, yeah, I was always the kid. Uh, so my mother was uh, uh, probably 200 pounds overweight, so exposed to a lot of bad habits with nutrition and eating and lack of exercise. So we were always encouraged to sign up for baseball, basketball, soccer, local leagues. Uh, we were always the kids, though, that uh, got put on the team of all the parents that kind of like uh, did it last minute. So we were like the, the team that was just assembled and they found somebody's parents to be a coach. That was always the team I was on. We had like one or two good players and everybody else was kind of like just there. So, so CrossFit was really your first endeavor into like high level athletics. Well, so that was as a kid. Um, I, I should say that I um, uh, have always loved anything. Up, being, being an addict and an alcoholic, anything that... Um, Anything that I can abuse that produces a high, I have the uh, ability to abuse it. And one of those things is adrenaline. So uh, skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing, anything dangerous, I've always been, it gives me an adrenaline rush. I love that. The same thing with CrossFit. I do a, a I look at a workout, it scares the shit out of me. I think I'm going to die while doing it. And I get done as the best I've felt. And that that, that uh, adrenaline rush is, is like also addictive. So um, I did. Uh, I, I competed in ski racing um, up until sophomore year in high school, switched over to snowboarding, um, 
had always been really active in skateboarding, spent a lot of time at the skate park, um, and even did mountain bike racing for a while. So I had done competitive um, athletics a little bit. Um, I just never had the support network um, like CrossFit and being a member at a CrossFit gym to, to kind of push me to that next level. I always kind of had one foot in it and uh, one foot out in, you know, hanging out with friends and doing what I felt like doing, not what I should be doing. So, because of the, the addictive personality and the adrenaline rush that you get at the end of a workout, how do you keep that in check with CrossFit? Uh, <laughs> um, so, some, someone who struggles with addiction, um, and, and, and it was... Uh, Kind of, uh, I did, I was very, very active in uh, AA when I got into CrossFit and it was uh, uh, something I struggled with because it, it is someone who does struggle with addiction, who's in recovery, knows what I'm doing, whereas a lot of people that may not have ever had a family member or themselves dealing with that are like, oh, well, that's a great thing, he exercises. I do do it to a fault. Um, and one could argue one way or the other whether it's healthy or not. Most people are like, oh, well, you used to, you know, used to be snorting pills and drinking 30 beers a day. Now you're doing CrossFit. That's easier, the better the two choices. Um, it, it, you know, honestly, there, there are times I should be taking rest days and doing less. And um, I'm not necessarily uh, pushing myself forward as an athlete as much as I'm just chasing that high. Um, so it, 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 even though I haven't abused drugs and alcohol in 12 years, I still do suffer from uh, addictive uh, yeah. characteristics. And, and while CrossFit is good, in moderation, you don't want to overdo it or you're going to break your body down just like you would with any other addiction. Correct. Um, so, so what was the what was the the bottom that got you recovered? Um, it's uh, it's different for every addict and alcoholic. Um, it, and it's uh, I remember the first time in an AA meeting hearing someone say they were a grateful drunk, and uh, it took me a while to come to understand that and actually identify with it that. Um, you look at like as bad and as, and as fucked up as I was I look at uh, other people's experiences I met a lot of people I know a lot of people that are uh, who are in recovery that were way worse than I was and have like stories that make mine look like uh, ponies and rainbows so like no matter how bad it ever is for any one drug addict and alcoholic uh, there's always people that went through far worse so um, I, I, I went I went pretty low um, but I consider myself fortunate that the circumstances of, I was in the Iron Workers Union, um, they certainly don't encourage or allow drugs and alcohol work, but there is a lot of that that goes on. I guess uh, there's a level of being like tolerant of it and kind of looking the other way, turning a blind eye. So I was working in Boston, Mass, um, in the Iron Workers Union, and I was drinking at work. I was uh, newly, uh, a couple years married, bought my first home, making tons of money working on the big dig, and um, it, it, my, my drinking and drug use accelerated to the point where my wife divorced me and I, and, uh, and I went off my own and within a year of that lost my house and filed bankruptcy. Um, that all happened within a couple years time and 
Um, you know, I've since had conversations with my ex-wife thanking her because had she been the enabling type, um, I might have maintained the drinking at a more like a, a less intense level and still be doing it. So I, I was able to accelerate down to the bottom. Uh, so I lost um, pretty much everything. My house had to file bankruptcy. I had like a hundred thousand plus dollars in annuity that I put up my nose and drank. Um, pretty much lost everything. I, I overdosed a couple of times. Um, and uh, all the while, I'm a single dad with custody of my kid. Um, and it was that. And finally, um, I had family members that were enabling me. And I had other family members that kind of caught wind of that and stepped in, kind of did an intervention on me after five years of clean time relapse, clean time relapse, um, that, and meeting my now wife. Um, that um, finally got me to, uh, you know, put it down for good. Good. That's awesome. So you're here at the Masters Fitness Collective. What's it like uh, to have come this far where you're out on the floor with some of the, the most elite athletes in the world? Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I have... Uh, it was actually my church pastor that um, got me involved in CrossFit uh, in 2013 is when I started doing it, but he had started hounding me about it probably like a year and a half prior to that, and he got me to go to the gym once, and I had started my weight loss journey and started exercising and thought that I really didn't know what to expect, and I just jumped in on a class and was absolutely just smashed by the workout. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't go back for over a year. Um, but so a year later when I finally did start, like, sign up and got a membership, started doing it and found out what the CrossFit Open was and the CrossFit Games, I, you know, being an addict, 100% all-in type personality, I'm like, oh, well, that's why everybody's here at this gym is to get to the games. And that's not true. Like, a lot sure. of people will just go and do a workout and go home and they're okay with that. Um, but from the, so it was like July of 2013, I started doing CrossFit. And from that point, I knew that I wanted to uh, get to the CrossFit Games. Will I ever get there? Who knows? It's, it's a lofty goal, um, but that's actually what I've always had in the back of my mind as I've progressed the last, at last eight years. So being out here um, with programming that's programmed for uh, Masters Games athletes, some of these barbells are too heavy for me. There's been a couple of things I haven't been able to do, but just the experience of being to uh, get out here with these guys and, and, uh, and compete has been amazing. Yeah. And so I also heard it was your anniversary last night? Uh, yesterday, yeah. Yeah. And so you said you met your new wife. And, uh, and it's been 10 years? 10 years. And we've been married uh, together for 12. And so did you? were you able to celebrate last night or are you going to do something else? <laughs> uh, there's a picture on her and my Insta story of... Uh, uh, rotisserie chicken, uh, rice and peas in a bowl that we heat up. The uh, I think some of the all the other athletes are staying at the hotel across from the arena here. They they set up a couple of microwaves in the entry areas, like all everybody's doing food prep. Um, uh, another like uh, they, you know the, one of the huge reasons I'm, I'm at where I am today is uh, uh, say this without getting choked up. My wife um, she meal preps all my meals for me. Does all my it tracks my macros. Um, you know, behind every successful athlete, there's usually a village of people. Uh, you know, doing things for and supporting and and taking some of the burden off the athlete so they they can perform at their best at events like this. So, for me, that's her. 
Um, so yeah, she took a picture. <laughs> she took a picture of the rotisserie chicken and sent it to her parents that this is our anniversary dinner. But um, after we finish tomorrow, we're going out to eat, and uh, that's just uh, an example of um, you know the sacrifice that she makes for me. That she's willing to eat uh, rotisserie chicken and rice and uh, canned peas in a hotel room to celebrate our anniversary and put the actual celebration off so that I can be here doing this today. And I have to say, I stood beside her while you were on the floor. She is a very loud supporter of you <laughs> during the events. Uh, yeah, uh, she is. Um, and uh, I've been at this for eight years now. I've done a ton of local comps. This is the first big competition I've done. And even if it's just a workout, um, we uh, we sold a house and got an apartment. Like she bought me my dream house. I hated it because it consumed all my time and money that I wanted to be spending at the gym. Uh, it was a new construction home and we lived in a hotel while it was being built and a, a year and a half later I was like hun that summer we lived in the hotel was the best time of my life I trained I took naps and I went to work that was it uh, so we got rid of the house got an apartment and we uh, we have a garage gym set up in the parking garage in the basement our landlord's great uh, all our neighbors look at us like we're down there in the garage I also I train at a gym most of the time but a couple workouts a week up in the parking garage with her so whether it's at home in the parking garage at the gym at a competition she's always screaming at me like pick up that fucking bar like and she she knows all I mean she she knows me better than anybody um, what's going through my head the mental struggles I'm having all that doubt and fear and she knows how to you know the, the mind as good as of an asset as it is is a liability out there on the competition floor you think oh this hurts I can't do it and she knows that that's where I'm at and that like I need like a thinking override and, and she's that for me just like all I just I execute instructions she yells pick up the diva or the sandbag and I pick it up um, so yeah she's uh, she usually gets some strange looks at competitions the level she's screaming at and when I'm not competing she usually finds some random person that she decides is uh, the person she's cheering for and they everybody's looking and she's cheering for some complete stranger so well, it seems like you've gone from the lowest of lows to now where you're at one of some of the highest of highs with with a great supportive wife, a great community, and, and you're at the elite level of competitions. Um, so I just want to congratulate you, Peter, and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much.